Excuses, excuses, excuses. We all have excuses. So what excuses do you use to keep from making the changes you know God wants you to make? Let's talk about that today, right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And as always, so thankful that you are joining us today. Uh, We are in a new series called I quit, and I'm excited about that. Uh, if you are a, an everyday or an every week listener, if you're one of our uh, members that you listen all the time, uh, you will probably find the irony in this. I, I get it that um, today we're talking about I quit when the last uh, four weeks we talked about I'm in. And yes, it's, it's different, I know. Uh, <laughs> but I think you'll see where we're going um, today. Uh, before I dive in, though, I just want to uh, remind you that, man, if you could help us in any way uh, by prayer, um, you can pray for us and, and help our ministry here with Venture Podcast and, and help us reach uh, all kinds of people all over this world. Uh, and if you could in any way, um, if you're able to, to um, maybe help us uh, giving uh, financially. Uh, give us some financial support in any way. That would be awesome uh, to help us continue to reach people all over this world. Uh, we appreciate you doing that. Um, we will have a, a link. Uh, there's a link all right, on our um, uh, page, so you can uh, download that or get to that if you would like to help us. Uh, it would be much appreciated and uh, kind of go from there. But it's chandleracreschurch.com backslash give, and then just select um, within there, a uh, ministry for a podcaster and things. Okay. So, hey, I've got some really good news for a lot of you. I believe with all my heart that the next 25 minutes will be a life-altering 25 minutes for many of you, that there will be parts of your life that will never, ever be the same, that you will follow even more fully what God has for you, and you will look back and say that it was on this day that you heard from God and your life was totally moved in a new direction. The bad news is there there will be a lot of you who will find all sorts of excuses of why not to apply the teachings of God's word into your life. For many of you, it will be life-altering, and sadly, for many of you, you have a whole list of excuses as to why not to apply this. And so, as I said, we are starting this new series called I Quit. I'm going to quit making excuses is what we're going to talk about today. The reality is if I asked all of you a question Uh, The question like this, what do you hope to be different about your life? You know, what would you like to see different? Chances are, most of you, you could give me two or three or four different things. You might say, you you, you know, I really want to lose weight or I've been working too hard and I'm always promising to slow down and I really need to spend more time with my family. Or I really need to find a mentor, you know, um, or I, I really need to find a place to use my gifts in, in the church in some way. Whatever it is, if I ask you, what do you hope would be different about your life, 
most of you would be able to say, I would like this, whatever it might be, this might be, to be different about my life. The problem is, as soon as I decide to be different, Satan gives me excuses to say the same, right? Doesn't he? You know, as soon as you make decisions, a decision, there's all these reasons why it's really not worth the effort. In fact, Jesus told a story in Luke 14 that in so many ways captures this problem. He said in Luke 14, 16 through 18, Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. If you go on to read all their excuses, they're, they're really kind of funny. Uh, one guy says, I bought a field and I need to raise, to, uh, need to go see it. You know, like how, who buys stuff that's sight unseen, you know, not happens very often. You would think you would have saw it before that. But another guy says, I bought five yoke of oxen and I need to go try them out. Now I'm not a farm guy, even though I'm from Nebraska. Uh, I, I have no idea what that really means to go try them out, but how do you try them out? You know, I, I'm just saying another guy says, I, I've got, I've just got married and so I can't come. And, uh, you know, we, we all use those excuses sometimes. Hey, I got to go check with my wife. I just got, you know, I'm married. I got to find out, you know. Uh, I think that's a good idea, by the way. You should check with your wife. But anyway, and immediately upon the invitation, though, there's excuse after excuse after excuse, much like many of us. You know what? I'd like to this, this to be different about my life, but I, but I tried it last year and the year before and the year before that, and, and nothing is really different, so why bother? Or I would like to do this, but I'm just not good enough. Or I would like to do this, but I'm better than a lot of people anyway, and so why should I focus in on this, you know? I would like, but, excuse after excuse after excuse, which is exactly why at this exact time of the year, a full 40% of New Year's resolutions are already gone. According to studies by February 15th, which is will be next week, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, to this uh, 75% of people have given up on their New Year's resolutions because when we have a good ideas, then, then we rely on our own strength and our own resolve, which at some point is limited. The reason is, for so many people, we've got good intentions rather than God intentions. And there is a tremendous difference. There's good intentions versus God intentions. Good intentions center around us. This is what I would like to be different about my life. Good intentions are me-centered. God intentions, though, are very different. They are God-centered. And this is what God wants me to be, wants to be different about my life. And instead of, of being based on my own abilities, my own strength, and my own resolve, if I've got a God intention, then I can rely fully on God's power to do what God wants me to do. So here's what I want to talk about uh, to help us kind of all quit making excuses, um, is I want to ask you a couple of questions that are a little bit different than most people would ask, but with all of my heart, I believe that the difference can make a dramatic impact on your life. The first question, instead of saying, what do you want to be different about your life? I want to ask it this way. What does God want to be different about your life? Right? What does God want to be different about your life? The creator of the universe who loves you and has great plans for you. What does God want to be different in your life? What I've like, what I've like for you to do is just prayerfully think about that for a moment. What God wants may be the very same thing you want, but when it comes from God rather than yourself, it, it's going to totally change the way you approach this. Okay, think about it. What does God want? Maybe for some of you, God really wants you to start a ministry. It's been on your heart for a long time. 
Maybe God wants you to give something to somebody to become more generous in this way. God wants you to reach out and be involved in, in maybe the children's or youth ministry at your church. It's been on your heart to come and mentor and disciple teenagers and young, young kids, and you know that's what God wants, but you haven't. Maybe God wants you to invest spiritually in your children. You're a, you're a good dad but, and maybe a good mom, right? But you're, you're just not pouring into them spiritually. What do you believe that God wants to be different about your life? A lot of you, you already know. You already know it, okay? Um, so my encouragement would be to write that down somewhere. Write that down somewhere. Uh, put it in notes or, or put in a note in your phone or something. And, and what does God want to be different? Write that, write that down in your life. Now, uh, for some of you that um, maybe have nothing uh, that God wants to be different, uh, then you probably won't write anything down. And then I would say to you, you know what? Wow, um, you must be Jesus because that's awesome, you know. Uh, you must be the perfect son of God, uh, and that's really cool because there's nothing apparently that God wants to be different about your life, so you must be Jesus, right? I'm being sarcastic, of course. Everybody has something different that they want changed by God in their lives, okay? So think about it and listen to this to this um, podcast today, this episode, in light of what God wants to be different in your life. Okay, my second question, and this to me is is where a lot of the power comes in, okay? Let me ask you this. Why does God want this to be different in your life? Okay, why does God want this to be different in your life? Why, 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 why? When you connect the spiritual why with the what, there is power and motivation to accomplish the what. Let me give you some examples. If I said, what does God want to be different about your life? You may say, you know, I really believe God wants me to get in better shape, to eat right, to lose some weight, and to start exercising. Well, why? Well, because I'm not in shape and I'm kind of fat, and I don't look good in my fat jeans, okay? No, that's not why. Why does God want you to get into better shape, right? Why does God? Well, the answer is because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's a house for God, and God wants you to honor him by caring for your body so you can live long, effective days on earth, glorifying God with your body. That is the why behind the what. When you connect the spiritual why with the what, the spiritual why will motivate you to accomplish the what. Not that you have decided but God has decided. Motivation suddenly increases. You might say, well, what does God want me to do? And you might say, I really believe God wants me to read through my Bible in, in, uh, in the one year, right? Or I really believe God wants me to pray with my, my wife and with my kids, you know? Uh, I really believe God wants me to be in a, a small group, a life group, whatever your church calls it, you know? Uh, I've known it for a long time because I need other believers investing in, in me spiritually, we need to share God's word together. We need to do life in, in, together in an Acts 2 biblical fashion, fashion, right? Why does God want that? Well, I think he does. <laughs> no, the answer to that is why is to pray with your spouse and read through the word and be in a life group is so that you can become more like Christ, so that your life brings glory and honor to him. When you connect the spiritual why with the what, your motivation increases to do which God has asked you to do. What is God calling you to do? I really think God wants me to get out of debt and to get my spending under control and to be more generous with the resources. Why? Because debt's bad and I want a boat, right? No, no, debt is bad and a boat is fine, but why does God want you to get out of debt and all that stuff? So that the spiritual why to the what is this? So you can honor God with wise stewardship of the resources he's trusted you for, for a very short period of time and leverage them for kingdom impact 
and for his glory. When you connect the spiritual why with the what, then all of a sudden, all the excuses that used to keep you away start to diminish because your motivation is by the one who asked you to do it and for his glory. Think about this. When you know what God wants for you, the God of the universe wants this to be different about your life. And when you agree with that, with what God um, says should be different, there is no excuse on earth that, that can keep it from happening. Okay, do you understand that? If, if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is the author uh, of the change and you have every power available to you from him, then there is no excuse that will keep you from the perfect will of God. Why? Because this isn't a me-centered God intention. Okay, or a good intention. This is a God-centered God intention, right? Let me say that again, because it's, it's, a, it's, it, it's not a me-centered good intention. This is a God-centered God intention. This is what he wants. And no force on earth will, will keep me from his perfect will. I quit making excuses, and I pray you will as well too. Let me show you a story from the Old Testament, a great example of of excuses and God's response to man's excuses. It comes from Exodus 4. Uh, God had been uh, called or called Moses to help deliver the Israelites from the bondage of slavery to the Egyptians. They were under very cruel tax masters. The people had been crying out for deliverance. And so God chooses one man and asks him to do something out of his comfort zone. And, And this is what I love about God. Typically, when God asks you to do something, it's not something that you think you can accomplish easily. Because if you could accomplish it easily, then you wouldn't need God, right? And some of you, when I ask you, what is it that God wants to be different? He's going to ask you to do something that you don't think is possible. It's even more evidence then that it's God asking you because he loves to get the glory when he helps you do things you couldn't do on your own. God says to Moses, you're my guy. And Moses says, no, God, I'm not your guy, (laughs) right? And watch the conversation that comes about. It's from Exodus 4, starting with verse 10. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since. You have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Let's pause there. In other words, I don't like public speaking, and leaders have to speak publicly, right? You know, if I were to ask you how many of you like to speak publicly, I'm not going to get a lot of hands raised up in the air, right? You're, you're probably falling the line of, oh, man, I'd pee in my pants if I'm in front of a crowd, right? I don't want to do this. I'm not good enough. It's not me, right? And what was Moses doing in response to God's challenge? He was listing his resume of excuses of why he wasn't good enough. He was looking at his own abilities rather than God's unlimited abilities, He was looking at his very own limited power rather than God's unlimited power. And God gets up in his business, okay? Let's read on what he says. Uh, Verse 11, the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is Is it not I, the Lord? Pause there. In other words, if I'm going to ask you to do something, don't you think since I'm on your side, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you get it done? If you answer the question, I believe the Lord wants this to be different in my life this year, whatever this is, okay? Don't you think that the God of the universe is going to be there to help you get it done? You know, I love when God asked Jeremiah, is anything too hard for me? I believe with all my heart, some of you know something that God wants to be different, and you've had all these reasons as of why you can't and you won't, and it will never happen. And I would say to you, is anything too hard for the Lord, right? 
And you might say, but you don't understand, Pastor Dan. I know God wants me to be patient with my kids, but they just, you know, whatever it is, right? <laughs> Do you really not believe that, that God who gives the spiritual fruit of patience can't help me uh, or can't help you to be, to be more patient? Okay. Oh, I know what God wants me to do. He wants me to be more submissive, but I can't. I'm just not that kind of person. Do you really not think if the Lord God asks you to do something in his word and confirms it in your spirit that he will not give you the ability to submit? Well, I know that God wants us to have a godly marriage, but she just uh, whatever or he just whatever. Do you really think that anything is too hard for the Lord? No more earthly excuses discounting the eternal power of God. No more excuses, okay? God goes on to say this to Moses, verse 12. Now go, I will help you speak and will, and will teach you what to say. In other words, God basically says, Moses, quit your whining, you know, quit your whining. There's two thoughts from this text. The first one I believe God is saying to Moses and to you and to me is um, this. Do what you can do. Do what you can do. No excuses. Quit thinking about it. Quit having your little prayer time. Go do it, okay? Some of you, you know what God wants you to do. Do it. Someone said delayed obedience is disobedience, right? Delayed obedience is disobedience. Don't you dare delay. If God has shown you what he wants to be different, you go and you do the next thing you can do. You don't have to over-spiritualize everything and say, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'll see what he does. You know, God wants you to get in better shape, throw the Twinkies away, right? Get rid of the Oreos, whatever it is. Get them out of your house. But I love chips and dip. Well, get rid of the dip, you dip, right? Okay, the chips are no longer in your possession. Get rid of them. Whatever it is, you do what God calls you to do. God wants you to be in a, a life group, small group, Bible study, whatever it is. You know it for a long time when, when you know, go join it. Do it right now. Find, find whatever church you belong to and, and contact them and, and say, hey, help me find uh, a life group or a small group. Or most of them maybe have a, 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 an online group. Get with them, okay? Do it right now. No excuses. Just do it. Do what you can do. Now go, he says, right? Do what you can do. It's that simple. The Lord wants something to be different. You do what you can do. Now go. God says to Moses, now go. I will do what I can do. Here's the second thought, Okay. Trust God to do what you cannot do. Trust God to do what you cannot do. That key word is trust, right? You have to trust him. That's called faith, right? Here's what happened. God said to Moses, go, and when you go, I will help you and teach you. It's almost like God implying, hey, I'm not going to help you and teach you until you go. You do what you can do. There are some things that I won't do for you, and when you take that step of faith and you trust me, I will help you. You do what I told you to do, and I'll do what you're incapable of doing yourself, okay? It's a little bit like when my kids were learning to ride a bicycle, okay? What do they do? They want to learn how to ride a bicycle. You know, the goal is father wants to learn to, wants you to learn to ride a bicycle, right? And, and uh, if your father wants you to and you want to, what excuse is going to stop you? But daddy, I'm scared. I, I need my training wheels. No, you don't need your training wheels, your father said, you go and you start pedaling, right? But daddy, what if I fall? I will help you and I will teach you. You keep going and I will help you until you can, you can do this without me. You go and I will be there for you, right? The example of that is we've all done it where we hold the back seat of our, our kids and we hold them along until they actually, we feel comfortable letting them go, right? 
You go and God will help you. Do what God calls you to do. You go and he will help you and he will teach you. No excuses. If God wants it for you and you want it for you, there's no excuse, no power, no weapon that will stop you from what God wants you to do. Think about what could be different in your life and in the lives of those around you if you would quit making excuses. Think about that. If we would just quit making excuses, what would be different in our lives and the lives around us? You don't come with good ideas. You come with God ideas centered around him, his power, and his glory. You do what you can do, and you trust God to do what you cannot do. And he will get all of the glory when you do things to lift up his name. I, I will quit making excuses. Will you? Amen. That concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you will be back with us next week as we continue on in our series of I Quit. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about us or would like to support this ministry, please visit chandleracreschurch.com.